Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you are all having a brilliant day, a brilliant evening, a brilliant morning, but most importantly, a brilliant moment. I hope you are using this time to sink back into what is and just connect with yourself before you listen to this podcast, before you start whatever you're about to start. I think it's so important, especially inside of chaos and noise and everything that's happening outside of us to try and find that center within. And to help us do that today, to help us go down the rabbit hole and explore another avenue of what it means to live a fulfilling life, I am so excited to be bringing on my dear friend, Mr. Angelo Keeley. So Angelo is the co-founder and CEO of Keon, a lifestyle supplement and functional food company dedicated to helping people live their most vibrant, fulfilling lives. Uh, He's also the founder of Create Your Life, a live online program to uncover clarity, purpose, and vision so you can build an actionable plan to create the life, business, relationship, family, or career of your dreams. So I wanted Angelo on the show um, specifically because he runs a very large team at Keon. I mean, he's a leader amongst leaders. I've seen him do the work, somebody who's introspective, somebody who's dedicated to using challenge and adversity as an opportunity to grow and to step up in his own way. And so I initially brought him on to discuss about leadership and what it means to be a leader inside of turbulence and chaos. Well, that's where we started the conversation. That's not where we ended. I mean, Angelo is no stranger to challenge after experiencing a series of traumatic incidents in his childhood. He was nearly beaten to death at the age of 16 and 21. He was involved in a deadly bus accident in the Himalayan foothills. I mean, despite all of this, Angelo has been able to craft a life of meaning and impact. And in this episode, really, we go head first into a series of really challenging concepts that forced us to articulate our own beliefs about what life is all about. So, I mean, this was a really fun conversation for me. You know, um, I love bringing on people who are literally in the trenches. You, you know, Angelo is somebody who's walking the talk. He's a breathing human being who has his own beliefs about life. And I'm a breathing human being who has my own beliefs about life. And when we can come together and explore those beliefs and really go down the rabbit hole and extrapolate different ways of looking at the same thing, we all benefit, we all learn. That's really what this podcast episode opened me up to. I mean, we talked a lot about how to navigate challenges and hardship to become a more authentic version of yourself, the power of choosing your challenges, uh, why I personally believe you can't really mess up your life, even if sometimes you feel like you are, what drives people to do harmful things, and, and really what can happen in your life when you choose to play it as an infinite game. And we're going to talk a lot about the concept of an infinite game on this podcast and what that means and how you can apply that concept to everything you do, whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's health, whether it's your own spiritual and and emotional fulfillment. I mean, the idea of an infinite game is something that touches almost every part of this podcast. I'm excited for you guys to dive deep there. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, all that means is that every single time we release a new episode. It falls straight into your inbox. Let me and Angelo know 
on Instagram um, and social media what uh, this episode meant for you. What was your biggest takeaway? And I hope you guys are, again, using um, this podcast, if anything, using this moment, using these weekly reminders to simply connect with what is. We may not be able to change what's happening outside of us, but we can change the way we respond to what is happening. And that is absolutely in our control. So I love you guys. um, And I'm just excited for you guys to enjoy the brilliance that is Mr. Angelo Keeley. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you are all having a splendid day so far. I am pretty damn excited to have you here, Angelo. Welcome, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, sip that coffee. You get to sip that coffee. Mm-hmm. Sip it. Sip it good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's only my second one of the day. That's like pretty low for me. I can't believe I made it this till till eleven my time, and I'm only having my second cup. Well, I imagine this conversation will juice us both up mightily to the point where we won't even need coffee. So let's shoot for that. Um, We've had a lot of conversations off the mic, and I've just been observing sort of your own journey through uh, creation, through um, through business, through leadership, and. I'm really excited to start the conversation around what it means to be a leader inside of turbulence. And, and when I say turbulence, I don't mean turbulence of the external world. It's almost like when we have shit going on in our own lives, when we've got things that are breaking, you know, what does it mean to be a leader inside of sort of chaos that may be unfolding in personal lives? Well... I don't have stock answers for this, so I guess I'm going to be figuring it out why I, why I try That's to answer. That's great. That's great. Uh, <laughs> where I root myself is, okay, like, well, what is a leader? And one story I have for myself about like what a leader is or what leadership means is it's like a way of being in a group. And so it's not about like a set role or position or authority. It's like, are, are you someone who within the group is willing to stand out and like claim something and say like, hey, this is what we should do. And then also help to find a path for how to get there, inspire people to do it and like move towards it. And so really, one can act as a leader in a group in no matter what your role is. You know, it's like even in my family, like one of my kids could lead us to do something. Yeah. So if I think about, okay, what does that mean? Like if I'm really turbulent inside... If it feels really turbulent inside where I emotionally go to is like, I freeze, I freeze or I just try to like move faster. And so I think, you know, how to lead through that. It's about if I'm freezing, it's having the courage to just like, dude, just what's the best thing you could pick right now? You know, yeah. maybe it's not the perfect thing. Cause I'm, I'm like frozen from fear. I don't want to make a mistake. Like just what's the best, you know, if I'm going, if I'm all sped up and I'm like in a flight type you know, response. It's probably encouraging myself to like slow down a little bit and be like, Hey, maybe don't just choose the first thing, like write down whatever it is that you think is the vision of where you need to go or what you think the steps are and like sleep on it or ask for someone else to take a look at it. You know, don't feel like you have to like figure this out by yourself. So that's what comes up for me. Yeah. And I think first thoughts. Beautiful. I, I think slowing down is one of those things that isn't taught as an asset enough. You know, I think that we're in this fast-paced world of, and our minds tend to jump. It's like, we need to figure it out now. We need to have the answer now. We need to have certainty now. We need to have control now. But we forget that 
the speed of our mind is not the speed of real time. Like, I feel like time is a man-made concept. So like what might be fast for you might be very different with what, 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 like with my speed and vice versa. And so when we can sort of separate ourselves from the need to make a quick decision and we can slow down, it's almost like it allows that dust to settle. And then when the dust settles, then you return to that place of clarity. And that can happen whether you're in freeze mode or if you're in that speedy mode. It's like in either sense, there's this sense of slowness. Like it's almost like when you slow down, you let life catch up to you instead of you trying to run at the speed of life. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, man. I think there's a lot of wisdom, especially when we're all rattled (laughs) in today's day and age. Like 2020 has been one of the most rattling years for myself and I know a lot of others in the world. And I think there's, I think this year for me at least has been a very profound reminder that I don't have to go as fast as the world. I don't have to go as fast as other people. I don't have to go as fast as the world around me. And I certainly don't have to go as fast as my mind wants me to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what came up when you were saying that was, I think it's like a seal quote. I don't, I don't know, but it's like, smooth is what slow is smooth and smooth is fast is that it or yeah that's right it's a good i mean it's a good one um the other thing that came up and not it's like kind of contradicting you but it's but it's honoring what you're saying too is doing what's right for you because i heard you kind of comparing or contrasting yourself to these other tempos whether with your mind or others etc and it's like knowing yourself and knowing your own instrument like knowing yourself as your own instrument or as your own tool Mm. because some people need to work on going faster. <laughs> you know, like some people like stall and can't make decisions. Others like decide too quickly, you know, or like there's all these different ways that we might be in the world. And when I say should, I, I guess what I mean is they likely would get more of what they want in the world and of relationships if they modified like some, if they modified some of their traits or, you know, inclinations and, uh, and we're all different. So it's like, rather than trying to think, oh, like everyone in the like, world is just crushing it and going so fast or whatever. It's like, dude, maybe this year for me, like I'm going through a lot or maybe I had trauma or maybe I just had a kid or, you know, there's just like so many things it could be or, or like, I just don't want to, like, I just want to slow down that, um, yeah, just understanding, like being attuned to oneself. I love the idea of seeing yourself as an instrument and then learning the tempo of your instrument. Like that feels really in resonance. Like even those ideas, resonance, tempo, these like these rhythmic sort of ideas around your own flow in life. Because I think that's really what we're referring to. We're referring to staying in a flow that feels easier than something that needs to be pushed or something that needs to be pulled. It's like this natural flow and the tendency. And I, I think there's something to recognizing what is your true tempo versus what is something that you learned from society, whether it's the fear of making a decision or because you're right, I do think that some people need that kick in the ass to like start making quicker decisions or some people do need to just pause and slow down because they're way too reckless with their resources. And I think, you know, there's no right or wrong tempo. Maybe that's the actual thing that needs to be taught. And I wish it was taught more. You know, like I feel like self-awareness is one of those things that just isn't taught in schools. Like it isn't taught to kids. It really isn't taught on a macro scale. It's sort of something that we all stumble onto on our journeys through life where we begin to decipher between, you know, what's working for other people and what's working for ourselves. But I feel like this one concept just isn't anything like we, I wish you, I wish there were more resources on an institutional level that allowed people to sort of 
find their flow and find their speed and understand how to really create that sense of tempo with themselves. Yeah, there's not like there's not that education <laughs> for kids. I thought of that too. I was like, man, of all the things they teach us, I mean, arithmetic is pretty cool. Learning how to read and write and communicate with words and like that's pretty cool. And like history, but it's weird how much not self-knowledge that you learn yeah. as like fundamental, both self-awareness, like kind of understand, you know, understanding your own psychology feelings. I also think even just like understanding your own body, you know, just like understanding how your body works. I feel like I, it seems like in elementary school, they just start teaching you like what your organs are and what they do. And if you drink or eat this thing, what happens? And then similarly, like, oh, if you have this kind of interaction with a student or a teacher, and this is what you feel like, that's what's going on. Like just learning about what's happening versus so much of like these separate tools or separate systems that we learn versus just like yeah. us, like just teaching us about us, you know, it's, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. And the body is an interesting one because I feel like this year more than ever, I've been really learning to be in my body, feel my feelings, sit with what is learn and learn to listen to myself when like I'm hungry or when I'm not hungry or even pay attention to how certain workouts make me feel. And I think that connection to ourselves is something that most people never actually get to experience, which isn't anyone's fault for, for anything. It's, I just think that our, our society focuses so much on the mind and so much on the theory and the understanding of how something works instead of learning to apply what we learn to to ourselves and then learning how to then apply what we learn to ourselves and create a sense of, of fulfillment along the way. Maybe that's what we're talking about here. I guess like even if you think about leadership in general, right? Leadership is understanding that every single person has a different tempo. It's understanding that our tempo, our company's tempo may or may not align at times. You know, life throws a lot of curveballs at us. And it's and the more we learn to recognize ourselves and the way that our own instrument works, the more we can actually have the emotional capacity to pay attention to other people's instruments and the way they may or may not be working. Yeah, I mean, when I think of leadership, I think it's like, it's the same thing basically as like personal development. It's just yeah. a, it's like a certain edge of it. You know, it's like, it's uh, an element of social interaction in one's personal, <laughs> in one's personal development process. But hearing you say that, I was like, well, no, duh. Like, there's not more resources for this because it's so highly personalized and like mm. custom. You know, yeah. it's not like it's way easier to, I don't know, maybe just like teach a bunch of people about feelings and what those yeah. feelings mean and what they look like versus like, how does that feeling come up for you with whom? Like, it's, it's kind of like one on one instruction or one on one coaching. And like, it's pretty hard to I think get that mm, just from, grammar or just from structure or just from, you know, that kind of education and, and our education system and just society and like trying to serve all these people, like we would have to do pretty significant resource reallocation to like give everyone that degree of one-on-one -on -one coaching instruction support just for themselves. Yeah, for sure. And I, well, I think that's actually the problem. Like we, we think that people teaching this stuff is how it's supposed to be. Like I taught you this, therefore I'm your teacher, but really Self-awareness is you being your own teacher. It's you being your own guru. It's actually teaching a man how to fish. Like teachers should be teaching people how to fish instead of giving them a fish, right? Like, because that's what allows you to have the curiosity, to ask the questions, to have the presence and the patience to be with what is and learn to use life as your teacher, which I think is something that like that overall concept is something I had to learn again. 
Like, I feel like every time life throws something at me, I have to learn again. Wow. Okay. Life is giving me this opportunity to go deeper, to learn something, to pull something out of me because that is the meaning that I'm choosing to make with my life. Like if, and we talked about this before we got on, you know, like one of the things I've been really dancing around is like, what's my calling? Like, what, what am I here to do? What am I here to experience as a leader? And like, I'm realizing that every single thing that I become aware of in my life, whether it's something that I'm consciously becoming aware of, like I'm choosing to follow a path of discipline or a path of mastery, whether in learning or business, or it's coming through just life throwing a curveball, which for all of us this year would be COVID or some element of things coming from a COVID related incident. Like you're given these teachers, these teachers are here and we were never taught how to use these teachers as a way to connect back with the true source of knowledge that then allows us to drive forward in life with more grace, with more ease, with more power. Yeah. And it seems like the people that develop that more ability or agility in like navigating life stuff and figuring out how to make it be part of a constructive, like developmental process for oneself. It's t- it seems like it's typically from people who have like, it's the life experience, right? And it's like when you compare someone maybe who is like, very set up to follow very specific educational protocols or whatever versus sometimes someone who just had a hard life. And like that person had a hard life is just like, man, like so developed, like how's that person so developed? Well, it's like they, they went through a bunch of stuff, you know, and they had to figure out, they either had to choose at each one of those, whether it was this like wound that was just going to, you know, keep them from wanting to do more. Or if there was something in them enough, that was like, I'm going to like transform this into like, something better, you know? Yeah. And then the more that they did that, then they just, and more stuff happened to them. They just kept growing and developing through it. And I mean, I think too, it's like specific other influences, friends, mentors, people, like sometimes there's someone who's there who's like, dude, like do this with it, you know, or like perceive this trauma in this way. And then just because of that one little influence, like suddenly it kind of yeah. it flips it into something positive. But I'm, I'm there with you, man. It's like, I'm, Whatever happens, whether it's good or bad, it's all just like more grist for the mill. You know, it's just more. Yeah. Well, you're a pretty introspective guy. So like when, I guess when something challenging comes into your life, how do you approach the situation? What's your sort of like thought process or framework or even just like attitude towards challenge and hardship and struggle? And how do you use that as a stepping stone to become a more authentic, clear version of yourself? You know, the first thing that I think of when you say that, or you ask that question is, how does challenge come into my life? And I would say overall, I am one that seeks challenge Mm -hmm. and kind of seeks that type of like stimulate, like stimulation, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Like hard things, like the next hard thing, which I think is just different. Like some people, they, um, I, I, I'm in no way elevating myself for being someone that does that. I think some people don't do that as much. They're like awesome, great people who still can incorporate challenges in different ways. But I'm like one who I was a troublemaker in high school. I got into a lot of trouble. I got like, I just have a very, I have like a checkered past in that way. And then my early career was like moving overseas, trying to get jobs in Europe and India, like just do all these really hard things and then start my own company and just like do these, these hard things. So I think challenges just like come to me. Like I kind of like seek it out, like provoke Mm. it. (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) yeah, Thus, I like it and I like that challenge. Like, I like provoking challenge and I like it's fuel, man. I don't know how else to say it. That's that what comes up. That's what comes up. It's like, I want 
more of life. I think it was like a Thoreau quote where he's like, suck the marrow out of life. Mm, that's a fucking delicious like idea. <laughs> I know. Like, so, I that. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm looking for like, I'm looking for the juice and the juice, the juice comes from really sweet stuff. I mean, I would say right now too, it's like even with challenge, like the challenge I have in my life today is very different and provoked in a very different way than like I, I had very, I had a lot more like suffering, painful, traumatic challenge, like in high school type years. It was like not, it didn't look cool at all. It looked like really bad and sad. Whereas today my challenge is more like, oh, these hard like business things and, and stuff. You know, it, it's, it's kind of, uh, my world is very, um, I have a great house in Boulder with a really happy young family. My wife and I yeah. get along great, good kids, healthy business. Like my life is like pretty darn nice right now. So the challenge that I go through is more, um, you know, it's like, tr- you know, trying to do harder, bigger things with the business or like digging deeper into old, you know, therapeutic stuff. So it's, it's very, um, I think it's just different than maybe what some other people's well, it's chosen. It's, it's, it's chosen struggle, right? Like I, I think there's a healthy balance of yes, life is going to give you challenge, right? But I also think there's a dojo that you get to invite yourself into, which is changing your own relationship with struggle and challenge. Whether it's in the gym, whether it's with goals, whether it's learning a new skill, whether it's practicing your own relationship with with the suffering and the things that may be difficult, whether it's having hard conversations. I mean, there's so many ways. Like I think for me, at least challenge, I've been using fear as a, as a wonderful North Star for what I get to experience mm. challenge with. So like if I'm afraid of doing something, if I'm afraid of having a conversation, if I'm afraid of putting myself out there in a certain way, if I'm afraid what someone might say, if I'm afraid of making a mistake, if I'm afraid Usually that means that that's a North Star for me to lean into because the feeling of fear is the, is the challenge for me. That is my chosen challenge. And when I have that compass, it actually allows me, no matter what's going on in my life, to have a certain level of, of play. It's like, it's like this exciting sort of like, oh, what am I afraid of doing next? Right. Like, mm-hmm. what am I afraid of leaning into next? What is the new thing that I have no idea how I'm going to do? Like, what is that? So I think that there are certain principles that you can infuse into your life that allow you to have a, a richer life because it's not about having a happy life all the time because that's a fallacy. Like, like happiness all the time is not truth. Grief is a very real part of life. So is anger. So is frustration. So is discipline. Like, there's all these different waves of emotions that sit across the spectrum. And I think that for me, at least, it's not about having a happy life. It's about having a rich experience of life. You know, yes, if, I, if I'm going to have, like, you know, recently my grandmother passed and, and you know, with, with her passing, like, I wanted to go deeper into the grief because that's the experience that called for there. But on the same vein, if something amazing happens in business, I also want to be able to experience the depth of like joy over there too. And I think that can only happen when you're truly leaning into, into struggle as an opportunity to go deeper into what is. Because when you can learn to sit with the suck, shit, the good stuff starts tasting so much better too. Amen, man. I agree with everything you said. I mean, it feels cliche to say it, but it's, it is, it's like uh, it's being really present in whatever is, right? Yeah. It's like that. It's... Uh, if it's a sucky thing, it's like you're in that, you're not kind of like distracted by something else you're thinking about or wanting to do. Or if it's, 
like this beautiful moment with my with with my daughter or something it's like i'm there with her i'm not like distracted by some other business idea it's like i'm in it or if like there's a big business success i'm like in it and so it's it's just yeah man that richness that fullness that like hd you know mm. 4k <laughs> Give me that 4K experience of life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How do you... uh, What drives you? Fun. Adventure. Play. I think play. I was like trying to figure out the word. There's this great book, man. And and like someone gave me years ago called Infinite Games and Finite Games. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah, man. I just, I, I've never even read the whole thing, but I pick it up sometimes, read parts of it. I'm like, man, I love this thing. I love this book. The um, idea of, can you describe the idea of the infinite game and the finite game for anybody listening who may not know what we're talking about? I'll do my best. I may butcher it because again, like I've never read it cover to cover. I just like pick it up. I'm like, I love that. It's like in, in the infinite game. So in both, in, I would say in both types of games, the interest is play. Like you're trying to play the game. But in an infinite game, the focus is really so much more on play than anything else because it's not about winning at the game. It's that the game gets to continue being played. Whereas when someone plays a finite game, they just want to win. You know, my interest is like, how does it keep going? How do we keep playing? How does like the next thing unfold? And so I notice it too. (laughs) We play board games with my kids like almost every night. And I'm like super competitive. Like you guys ready to get crushed by Papa? You know, but like in the end, if they beat me, I'm like this with, with all games. I literally don't care. Like, all I want is like the tension of the play, you know? And so like, can we play another game? And so I think it's just that with everything. It's like in, in all my relationships and in art and music and business and health, it's like, you know, what's, what is it linked to next? Like, how does, the, how does the play in the game continue? And how does it stay interesting and fun and participatory? So, you know, as you're talking about that, I'm realizing... You know, I shared like the, the idea of struggle and the idea of me chasing my fears. I think that's why I've always treated like that feels like an infinite game because mm-hmm. I can't see a day where I, and maybe I, I can't see yet because I haven't evolved to that level of, of consciousness or I don't know, but like, you know, like I can't, I can't see or forecast a day where there's not a thing in the world that I'm afraid of. Like there's always going to be some element of fear that I'm going to get to face or deal with or or alchemize into love and truth and that journey is what i'm addicted to that journey is the infinite game because there's no stopping it it's that richness like i'm and and i think that we can all change our relationship with life by learning to embrace an infinite game within ourselves whether it's an infinite game of how much can i love this person or it's an infinite game of how much can i create Maybe it's an infinite game of how much can I serve? How fully can I show up in these moments? I mean, there's so many different infinite games that we get to play that aren't rooted in fear. They're rooted in love. They're rooted in this joy of play. And I think that that idea is so empowering because it removes the, the need to have an outcome. It removes the need to be the winner. You're actually just showing up every single day ready to play the greatest game on earth, which is life. Dude, I, I love that. And when you were saying like these words, like you said some words and others like flooded in and made all these connections. But I was thinking about that word of like love. This other word that came up for me was like mystery, faith. It's easier to play a finite game and just be like, this is it. Like this is the truth. 
this is the thing that I'm trying to win at. This is the thing. Whereas the willingness to like, well, the game of self-awareness is inherently an infinite game. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, it's never ending. Right. You can, and yeah. so is life. So it's kind of like, there's a certain, like, I think certainty that we want. And if we lean too much into fear and if I kind of like, you know, I don't know, juxtapose like fear and faith. It's like, but he's like, ooh, he's like tightening, shutting down versus this like, I'm willing to just believe it's worth continuing to play. Like, I'm going to just keep playing. I'm going to keep opening these doors. I'm just going to go for it. You know, I'm just going to believe that it's possible that it's, that it's like unfolding. They're just like these two totally different directions. And that, that is this guy, I think his name's Kars. I think it's the guy's last name here who wrote it, but it's like kind of the choice of life. You well, know, if you, whether you live from love, faith, interest in the mystery or like the opposite yeah you know a really close mentor of mine shared this perspective with me a little while back which was super helpful in realizing how the mind tends to focus on the finite instead of you know the truth of infinity if you think about every sound actually has an ocean of silence around it everything that moves has an ocean of stillness around it Everything that's uncertain or everything that's certain has an ocean of uncertainty around it. And he was like, we, we spend all of our time trying to cling on to what we can see in front of us. The thing that that's here, the thing that's, that's moving the, the sound when you start or and one more thing, everything that takes up space has infinite space around it. So when you start to play that game, you start to realize that the mind tends to focus on the finite, the thing that's in front of us, when the truth of the matter is there's infinite. There's infinity around everything that's certain, everything that's in front of us, every sound we, we, we hear, everything we see, everything that moves. And when you can start to source your power from the infinite, when you can start to source your power from the things that are just, that you don't know, the things you don't know, you don't know. When you start to play with the mystery, when you start to create from desire and move in a direction that isn't necessarily known, but trusting that you have everything you need to do what you need to do in your life, that then creates the, the opportunity to, to discover your truth and what you're made of and your purpose and your calling in your life. Like the infinite game creates a stress, like it, it, it almost allows you to come back to that place of desire, which I think is what everybody's purpose in life is like, I mean, like your desires, the things that you want to do, the things that your heart is telling you to do is actually the biggest gift you can also give the world hands down. Because I purely believe that every single person on this planet is rooted in love. I I think that we're all born as babies full of delight, love, wonder. We learn fear. So when you return back to your heart and you do what really, really, really feels like play and fun and you start to embark on that infinite journey, your creations on that path are actually the biggest gifts you're going to leave the world. And they're going to serve people and they're going to help people. And they're going to allow them to step into their own power and truth. And I, I just love this, this. I'm so glad we're talking about this infinite game theory. Like, I'm just like, this is so juicy, dude. Like it's, it's rich. It's, I forgot. I, I, I completely forgot about that idea until you brought it up. And now I can't stop thinking. about it. <laughs> it's a cool one, man. Yeah. It's really, You know, in what you just said, like the way I kind of simply, I think, put it to myself at least is 
there is this like, because what you just described, like if we just went off talking about that, it could sound like pretty flighty, non-practical, non-applicable, like, okay, like cool, these big spiritual ideas, infinite play, (laughs) blah, blah, whatever. But But it really is. And it's like, if you can be rooted in that and hold that perspective, attitude, mindset, understanding while you take real action in the world. So it's not like you're just like in this floaty, do nothing space. It's like, but you realize it's like, it's infinite. There'll be another game. I don't even know what the next game will be. It's going to be okay. Like, you know, it's like this understanding of that. Then you can almost take more meaningful action. Yes. It's like though holding out at the same time. And it seems confusing. People be like, no, that's a bunch of like BS. Why are you even talking about that stuff? Just like you just measure what is, what isn't. You set goals to that. You go and you take those things. I don't say it's not true. It's like, if you can really be rooted in the infinite play, if you can be rooted in the fact that like, it's this kind of constant evolving, emerging reality that you get to be part of, like, I don't even know how I'm here, you know, but I still get to make choices. I get to choose whether I'm like, I have, I make a cup of coffee, you're not. And if I drink a cup of coffee and I take too much caffeine and I'm all freaked out, it's like, that wasn't a good choice. You know, it's, you wanna... it's like, those worlds collide. Like they're, they're constantly happening at the same time. Like, there are better and worse decisions that create more or less joy for myself that create better or worse situations for the people around me, but they're not finished decisions and finished solutions. Each moment I get a new opportunity to keep playing and keep trying to make a better decision and keep trying to emerge and evolve as like who I am and, and be more engaged in life. Dude, I love, love all of that. There's a beautiful Maya Angelou quote, I think. And it was like, do better until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. Or do your best until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. I, I just love that idea and that quote because it's this idea. And, and another perspective, think about this. A friend of, me, friend of mine shared this with me and it blew my mind. Do you ever remember yourself not being alive? No. So how do you know you ever died? I mean, I get the wordplay in it, but I don't, I don't know that I ever died. I was... So in that... Or you're playing with time, saying, how yeah. do I ever know that I ever died or that I, mean, so I will die? In that is an implicit infinite game. <laughs> in that is an implicit, like, you get to continue, like, you cannot mess this up. And this is something that I've believed for myself, and this is my beliefs on my journey. I believe that I was put here for the perfect amount of time to experience what I was perfectly put here to experience and deliver what I was perfectly put here to deliver. The starting point and the end point was predetermined. The journey in the middle was full of choice. Hmm. And that to me, if you prescribe to that belief, if you prescribe to that, then you get to actually play in this infinite game of choices, this infinite game of careers, this infinite game of love, this infinite game of impact. Like you never have to choose one path because whatever you feel like doing, just do it. And don't let fear win. And as long as you continue creating in that direction, you're going to live the most fulfilling life that was uniquely yours to experience. Like the odds of us being born are astronomically ridiculous. The odds of whatever we had to do to be in a position in the mindset, in the heart space to have this particular conversation that will never be repeated again. Like there's no way, even if we got back on the show, dude, like there's no way we'd be able to like word for word repeat exactly what's happening right now. Like, Everything is so unique. And I think when we can prescribe to that and the, in the infinite game in that, like there's an infinite chance that we were born. There's an infinite game we're all playing. There's no pressure to get it right. Like all we're doing is doing our best. 
And your best is so enough. If you're listening right now and if you're beating yourself up for not getting it right, I promise you there's no right or wrong. There's just your best. You did your best with the information you had in the moments, whether you were consciously doing your best or not. And I think there's something freeing in that journey, at least for me, recognizing that I've made mistakes in the past and I wouldn't make those mistakes again, but understanding that those mistakes had to be made in the way that they were made in order for me to have the conscious awareness to do better and be better in this moment. And I, and I just think that, that that whole idea around, you can't fuck this up at all, no matter how hard you try. I mean, I kind of want to push on you about that though and really see what right, that looks like. Push on so, me. I mean, I had two questions. You can choose which one you want first, but I think I'm going to come back to them. The original question was going to be, what's the... I totally get like the your best is good enough, you know, and just continuing to try to do your best. I mean, I, I have no, no question of that. The idea that you were put here on this earth for a specific purpose with a specific end, like beginning and end date, but then it's kind of up to you in between. I'm just curious, like why, like why, why do you believe that? Why is that important? But then the other question that you yeah. challenged that you brought at the end was like, there's no way you can mess this up. What about things that we might look into, look out in the world as like, I feel like we're like, like philosophy 101 right now, but like, this is like, great. <laughs> you know, like really like someone that's um, severely abused as a young person yeah. went on to really hurt and harm other people. Very, very confused and lost, like about what's, what's right and wrong in society, what hurts people, what doesn't they have sociopathic tendencies that continue to hurt people. They end up, I don't know, being executed or something like how does your theory kind of like, I don't know, like apply to that? This is awesome. Um, you know, because even this as a theory is something that I'm prescribing to for my own personal life. And so it's interesting talking about it on a grander scale. When I think about, so I think that, and this is my personal belief, I think we all have an identity, an ego that protects us, that keeps us alive in this lifetime. And then we have a consciousness, a greater consciousness, a higher self, a soul that was put on this earth for a specific reason. And I think that most And is people, it differentiated? It's like it's like so I, so is it differentiated me, from like mine or we have the same one? Like you have no, your own. I I, I think one? that well, I think that we're all part of a collective consciousness. I, I I do. I believe that when we like, for example, intuition, when I think about the idea of intuition, intuition is us tapping into an inner source of wisdom that is connected to something greater than ourselves. That greater power, that greater energy. To me, that's what I call the soul. The soul is that thing that we're tapping into. And I think that that soul came here to experience something. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. But my ego tends to believe that I was put on this earth to experience something very specific in my life. My, my ego, it's like, what do I want? What am I supposed to have? What do I deserve? All these things are the ego sort of playing this game. So when I don't get what I want, when things change, when I get hit by life by, a, by, by an unexpected circumstance, and then I start going into an existential crisis because I'm like, why am I not getting what I want? I did all the right things. I did everything right. Well, how do I know that that was a thing that I was supposed to experience in my life? Like, how do I know? I don't know the end game. I don't know, I don't know how this, this game of life works. I have no idea. And so for me to think that I have any idea about what's best for me is denying the possibility that there is something greater out there for my life that I may not even know yet. And so there's a certain level of surrender that I think 
like I, I'm able to surrender a certain level of fear, a certain level of anxiety, a certain level of control to greater powers it be and trusting that as long as I'm creating from my heart, as long as I'm doing something in a, from a place of truth that feels right for me in the moment, then I can't screw this up. Like, because I, I will, but now to the other end, right? Like, I think there are a lot of people that, that were hurt growing up. I think that, and, and, I, and this is my belief. I, I really believe that, you know, you can't teach a baby to kill somebody or a baby doesn't come onto this planet. A baby doesn't come onto this planet inherently with the desire, with the sole desire to kill somebody. I just, I don't think that's true. I think that a baby is born into an environment around people that have beliefs, that have stories, that have cultures, that have ideas, that have fears that drive people to do harmful stuff. And so even their existence in the world inspires the opposite in others, right? Like if you think about sex trafficking and those awful people that are doing awful things to children all over the world, it's one of the largest freaking criminal enterprises in the world. The fact that that exists allows for others like to, uh, Tim Ballard with Operation Underground Railroad and millions of other people to speak up, to fight, to, to find that calling to go and eradicate the injustice. And so like on a grand scheme, if you look at it from above, I think every single being, whether they are consciously aware of their purpose in life or not, has a purpose that they're a part of. They're like, we're all part of this bigger game. And this is some, some people, their purpose is to be like a child sex trafficker. I'm not saying that that's like, they're, I, I don't uh, look like this is how I'm, I'm when I, look, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Well, I'm like, like, I'm looking at it, oh no, it's, it's, that's not their, I'm not saying that's their purpose in life. Cause I think we're, we're, we're describing purpose as conscious purpose. Uh-huh. And then just the way that like, you're saying like the cards they were dealt, like they, like whoever that person was probably was dealt some odd cards that that's what they dude, chose. So like, like and that's, this is, that's, that's like, this is, you know. so, well, okay. So a few years ago I went to a level four maximum security prison to mentor people in that prison. And when I went into that prison, I was surrounded by rapists. I was surrounded by homicide murderers. I was surrounded by all these people that had done all these awful things to people. And like at the time, not going to lie, it was really hard for me to sit across from somebody who had raped somebody because I just couldn't understand what they had gone through. I, I didn't understand it. Like that to me, it was like the cardinal sin, right? And then we did this exercise, this really brilliant exercise where we're all like, sitting there and, and, and getting to literally talk to these people and learn about their childhood, learn about what they had gone through, learn about like the life that they had to live, the influences that they had in order for t- them to get to the place that they are. And then after 26 years of, of being in jail or being in confinement, to see where they're at now and to see how they had changed was a really profound sort of reminder for me just to inherently see that like, it's not always the person. It, it, it can be the environment. And I, I think that I'm not condoning hurt in this philosophical conversation about meaning and purpose. I don't think everybody has the privilege of discovering their purpose in life. I don't think everybody does. And I think that people that are born into shitty situations, they're born into evil. They're born into that. And the, and the system just continues them going. But there, 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 there's a faulty pattern. There's a, there's a broken pattern that's running the show. And I think if you have the privilege of living in the United States, if you have the privilege of being 
born in a place where, where there's freedom. If you, if you have the privilege of being born into a culture that has the privilege of you being able to take hardship and, and allow it to be meaningful for you so that you can make a choice about how you want to show up, that's something that I prescribe to. And, and that's what I mean by like when, when you're dancing with life and when you're dancing with struggle and you're dancing in that space, you get to choose what you allow things to mean in your life. And you get to prescribe to the belief that you can't fuck this up. Like that to me is something, that's a privilege to be able to believe that. And that's where I'm, I think that's where I'm coming from. I'm not saying that everybody has the privilege of being able to have that truth. But if you're in a position where you are living in a culture that isn't drive, like if, if you, if you have the privilege, lean into that, lean into the belief that you can't fuck this up because you will create from a place of more peace. Like you will create from a place that is less, less stressful and, mm-hmm. and less trying to get it right. I think that's what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded way. That was good. I mean, that helped me to understand too. You weren't you weren't uh, defining like literally what life is necessarily. You were defining the value of taking an approach, a mindset to life, and leaning into that mindset, what it can create, versus the fear of thinking you're going to mess stuff up. Yeah, and you can, and create, I, you can create a lot more, and just like lean into that. Right, and the context of this show, which is really about again, you know, tools and resources to to help create more fulfillment in life. I think letting go of our need to control what's happening is one of the biggest spiritual journeys of a lifetime is, is relinquishing control and intentionally choosing surrender. And I think that phrase, you cannot mess this up is me intentionally choosing to surrender to the idea that there may be forces outside of my knowledge that are acting in some random chaotic pattern to give me a set of experiences that I get to be present inside of. And that to me gives me more peace, especially inside of this year where I've had so many deaths, so many life changes, so many, I've had a, a, you know, just relationship changes, so many things that I just kind of tried clinging onto as a source of knowing. And, and to me, flipping over to the other side and dancing with surrender has given me more, given me more peace. I think that's the right word. I don't know. I can really relate to the surrender thing. Yeah, I mean, my hope, and it's kind of bringing the point back from earlier, is just like be able to take action and be engaged with life while surrendering. Yeah, it's like it's like doing it's both. Dance. That's the dance. That's the dance, bro. That is legitimately the dance. Being able to, and I, and I like to think of it as the yin and the yang, right? Like the it's it's you can't have one without the other. And I think most people, including me, my whole life have really focused on creation, 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 creation. And then when I hit a wall that's out of my control, I get stumped. I think that's what time and experience in life allows us to come back to, come back to that delicate balance, the harmony of the two, the yin and the yang, to recognize that, yes, we are the creators of our lives. Like, yes, we have that agency. And there are things outside of our control that, that we can't really put on us. And if we try to go against the ocean, the ocean will kick our ass. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like going against mother nature thinking that you can tell mother nature how to be, you're going to get humbled. And I think that's part of the experience too, is getting humbled and then learning to mm-hmm. be with that and learning to dance. What a rich conversation, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's a good one, man. I had no idea where this was going to go. <laughs> I know. I'm so curious. And I was like, well, how does this compare to your other shows? Is this like, uh, well, they, I mean, this is the first time I've ever talked about like kind of the idea that you can't mess this up in that way. Like, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you probing. Cause even me, like I love, 
challenging my own beliefs around. That's one of the things I love most about the show. It's that, you know, this gets to be an opportunity for me to grow myself and Mm -hmm. learn from others who are curious, who have their own life experiences. And I'm blissfully okay with being wrong. And so I really appreciate you as a human being for just how you show up, man. Like you're, you're curious, you're introspective, you're doing the work in your own life, you're taking leadership and ownership. And I just really, really, really am so grateful um, for you as a human being, as a, as a soul for expressing authentically the way that you do and for allowing a conversation like this. Like this isn't something that I have with everybody. And I, I just really want to honor you for that. Uh, you created the space for something beautiful to be shared and expressed and uncovered today. So thank you, brother. Uh, I, I mean that you're 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 a rock star. Thanks, man. I mean, I really, I guess, just ditto. Mm. <laughs> I just I would say the exact same thing back. Ditto. To you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say versus trying to say it as eloquently as you did. But yeah, man. I mean, you're just you're about you're real about where you're at, and I I I trust what you're saying in that. Like, you don't mind being wrong discovering more about yourself i I didn't open format like this too you know it's recorded where lots of other people want to try to figure out who they are and then like present it in this like organized format you know it's like it's a really you present a really earnest participation in the infinite game man Mm -hmm. that's it that's it the infinite game of of a 60 minute podcast um all right brother well Angelo, uh, if anybody did want to sort of reach out, say thank you, or even learn more about just your creations in the world, um, how would one go about doing so? You can go to angelokeely.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-O-K-E-E-L-Y.com. And uh, yeah, that's about me. And then you know, my primary life work out of my, outside my family right now is Keon which is a supplement and functional food company. But if you go to angelokeely.com, you'll, you'll find it there. Sweet, man. One last question for you, brother. In the midst yeah. of everything you're doing, everything you're creating and everywhere you've been, how do you stay grounded? Alone time in the morning. Solid two to three hours just alone in the morning. Mm, I love that, dude. I've got a 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. block in my calendar and I just have it named being. <laughs> I like that, dude. Being. <laughs> That's it. Don't know what that entails. It could mean a lot of different things and it changes regularly, but it's just being. (laughs) I'm really glad that uh, that's awesome, dude. I love it. Um, All right, brother. Well, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Angelo. And from us, stay grounded. Chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.